listen, I'm just going to jump right into it because uh, this episode I know is going to be a freaking legend as our guest calls it. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Cedric Channels is our guest today. He's one of uh, Jason and mine's good buddy growing up. We have lots of uh, stories to tell and uh, he's a pretty accomplished guy. The guy has a beer uh, company called The Beer Co. He's got a a serious real estate business. He's got a design business. He has a podcast. Hold on, hold on. here's a question. Is that a fiddly fig in the background or is it's, that it's, a, fake? It's a fake? It's fake. It's not even real. Uh, this, is uh, my fake. this is my fiddly my, fig. Hey, next my time wife. you get a guest on, just tell them it's real because it's super impressive. Yeah, no, honestly, the, the fake plant game, uh, especially at Target, it's pretty awesome. They have some pretty good fake plants. Like this is you fake. You guys have Targets out there? Yeah, so you know, now that I live in the burbs, so mm -hmm. I, li I oh, live in Oklahoma, <laughs> like going to Target is serious business. Like we we were seriously deprived as children from big box stores because, like in Laguna, we didn't really have anything, right? Like we didn't have Walmart, we didn't have Target, we didn't have Chili's, we didn't have any of these amazing things that the mid the fucking Midwest has to offer. I spend probably. On average, $500 a week on Target on absolutely nothing but fake plants and bullshit. That's a lot of money. Yeah, we can help. I have people that can help you with that. There's a lot of money. No, it's a problem. It's a serious problem because the shit in their stores is, is unbelievable. But um, anyway, it's it's crazy. Well, I want to hear about Cedric's hair story, man. This is going to okay, be great. So, so Jason and I are very rude about our hair. And we used to go to this guy. Do you still go to him? I haven't gotten a haircut in like a year. Yeah, okay. So we used to go to this guy and he was really, really good. But he was freakishly expensive. And he talked a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like more than you guys talk, like a lot, right? I don't know. I talk so, a lot. <laughs> I, um, I really didn't like the guy. So I stopped going. And then I went on this pilgrimage to find a new hairstylist. So over the last couple of years, I've been pretty much interviewing every single person in Orange County. And this is what you get. And this lady is like whacking my head incessantly. And I'm like, lady, you're like hurting me. And she's like, oh, I, oh, like, I'm sorry about that. So then she tells me like this whole story about how her best friend is in real estate. And she's all pissed off at me. Anyway, long story short, she cut my hair in like 15 minutes. That's never happened before. It usually takes like an hour. I get home. And my wife is like, did you go to the barber or like what happened? And I'm like, yeah, I think this lady's over me. So now I have no hair cutter. I have a buzz cut. I'm really weird about my hair. The lady used a shaver on each side. I've never let anyone use a buzzer on the side of my hair before. And um, oh, that's the best part about this, dude, is we, when we went to go, we hung out like a year ago. I got a fresh cut. And he goes, dude, bro, you, you, you're, you're. You're too handsome to have the side of your, your hair buzz like that. And look what happened to this guy. Yeah, I mean, I went shopping for wigs yesterday, but then I realized, like, I'm not that guy, so I'm just going to freaking... I think your hair looks great. I think it's an interesting topic that you bring up. Like, I think probably 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, like, guys didn't necessarily care about their looks, like their nails. Like, you didn't see a lot of guys getting pedicures. You didn't see a lot of guys getting their hair cut by stylists or you know like really taking care of themselves i mean you guys are ahead of your time this I mean, that's guy, just a fact. Uh, he's cared since he was five years old so i don't know what the fuck he's talking yeah. about i, I mean, cared since i was out of the womb so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean my my hair listen my hair i go to i go to um 
this girl named Erica at uh, Supercuts, and she or Great Clips. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear. She's oh phenomenal. I found a diamond. It's on a diamond in the rough, dude. Oh I mean, my god, what happened to you? I oh just turned in that. The only person I used to lose, Miss Miss Mister Fashionable or whatever, when they voted in the yearbook, I'd get every year. If I'd lose, it was to town. Yeah, well, not now anymore. It's, not, it's over. It's over for me. I am like, I just gave up. You know, just completely. I just decided I peaked at 19, and after that, it was just all. It's okay. Just rolling with it. Like you said earlier, before we started recording, like we feel older. Like I, I officially do feel older. Like my body and my life, I feel like an old man. Me too. But I felt like that for like eight years. You both look it too. Yeah, you know? I don't look the same. It's it's my body. Like I got hair all over the place. It just it keeps growing. You, like every day, I get a new hair. I feel like yeah. I got a little shoulder hair. I had to turn that off. Yeah, like, we're at this point where it connects from the face to the chest to the down your legs to your toes. I mean, goes I can, to my toes. Yeah, it looks like I fell into a puddle of poodle. Well, then it goes back into your it goes back into your gooch, into your bunghole, back up your lower back, and up back around. Yeah. I got a little lower back patch. I think it's genetic. Yeah, like uh, you have seen that thing on me. Uh, yeah, I could go golfing on that thing, bro. It looks like it's, <laughs> it's like a putting green, man. It's like a little putting green, but it ain't green. And uh, it's it's getting a little weird. And I have to shave like twice a day. I feel like I don't know. He sneezes, bro. It's like a chia pet, bro. You put a little water back there, and then poof. I don't know. And this whole the whole dad thing, talking about dad debate, like, yeah. oh, where's the manual with the kids? Like, well, that's so here. This is why we really wanted to bring you on, is because like Talon said, you know, owning a brewery, owning a real estate business, doing mortgages, having a podcast, being a a, a dad, all the stuff that's going on. How how do you manage all that? Like basically, how do you manage? You know. I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, look at people like you and they're like, it's got to be impossible to, you know, do all those things and still be a good dad. And we know so, you well enough to know that you are one. So what's so the we, secret? We can go two ways with this. Okay. okay. <clears throat> I can tell you the truth. <clears throat> I can tell you what people want to hear. Um, I'm down for either answer, boys. So it's up to I you. I think I think the truth. I think the truth is good um, because I think people are kind of sick of one thing. We kind of want to show on this podcast is not like the Hollywood version of being a dad, right? It's so like we wanna, okay. So <clears throat> truthfully, like you don't honestly, you don't want this life. Like that sounds very cliche, but like what I've done in the last five years, like it's 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 impossible to have success in your home life and your marriage and your childhood success in your business and success physically. And there's a couple of freaks out there that work for these huge hedge funds. And like, I don't know whether they were born with B12 in their veins or testosterone or whatever it is, but those guys wake up at five, even if they go to bed at two, they do an hour workout, an hour and a half workout, they go to work, they come back in the gym, they see their families, whatever. <clears throat> Most of those guys I talk to though are on their second or third wives. Um, they've had divorces or they have some type of business relationship with their families where they're like, hey, this is a sacrifice we're gonna make to get all these things. Um, almost all of them I've talked to that once they're in their 50s, they're like, I would, I would change. I would redo it because- For sure, and, you, and you, work in, you work in real estate too, right? Like you don't have a nine to five. Like you have- oh, a, seven days a week. 
You have, yeah, because show is weekends. Week. And you I work 9 p.m., 10 p.m., seven days a week. Uh, we just and then in your free time, you have a brewery at night. So it's like, yeah, yeah. You're not doing your work. During COVID. I have yeah, a brewery during, during COVID. COVID. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and we just launched a new company that's like, it's basically real estate, um, mortgage and construction. It's like, we're trying to figure out a way for the last five years to kind of provide a concierge service for these people that are buying or uh, refinancing their home. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take money out, but like, I need a contractor, but all the contractors, anyway, whatever. No, I get so, it. You're trying, well, you're trying to close the loop on, <clears throat> on the process. Yeah. The world's changing and people want like more service. Right. And like tech is changing everything and people have access to like a plethora of knowledge on the internet now. So people are familiar with all these different businesses and how they work and they don't want to hire three different businesses. They want to hire one to do three different services. And it's a lot easier if it's under one umbrella and all the different uh, sub companies are talking to each other. So yeah. I don't even know. We put Jason as one of the spokesperson. I don't even think he knows that. Um, a couple months ago, but that thing's taken off. Um, I don't know. He's wearing your hat right now. I would say he's a pretty good spokesman. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's man. the real estate. Yeah. So, well, so let me, I have a question though, is that through the people that we know, similar mentors, you know, that, that are very successful, that they would have done things differently. But, and I'm going to ask you a challenging question is you just started another business, right? I guess one is, is, what is your priorities right now and how is it affecting your, your home life? Is it, is it not like, where, where are you? I'm just like, I honestly don't even know that now. Right now um, it's affecting my physical, not my home life. My home life's pretty good. Okay. Um, I, I'm spending time with my kid every day uh, for at least an hour, hour and a half. My wife, I, I try to spend a couple hours with her too. It's tough because I'm still on the phone. Right. So we went to dinner the other day and I was on the phone the whole time and it was like, yeah, I can put that down, but like people expect service, right? So it's like that catch 22, but right now my, um, I don't go to the gym, man. And you guys know me, I used to be like a gym rat, you know, five, six days a week, maybe seven if I could for a while I was doing two days. Uh, the last, especially with COVID, the, the gym thing's really fallen off. So that's something like I was talking to my wife about this morning. It's like, how do we, um, how do we incorporate that back into, uh, my life without sacrificing the family time? Um, because like, if you kill it in all these other places, but the family is not there, what's the point? You know what I mean? You could have all the money in the world. You could be super successful. You could be jacked, whatever it is. Like if your family life isn't there, then it's for nothing. Do you fall into a category of like, and I think a lot of people fall into this category where it's like, I'm going to work really hard now to maybe set myself up in the future to have more freedom and focus on like the carrot, the carrot in front of you would be, you know, once I get all this stuff kind of more established and self-sufficient, I can work out again and, you know, do so, all that. Here's the thing. You guys know me and I'm going to bring this back to like, you don't want this. I'm just built different guys. Like I'm going to work when I'm 70. I've always been like, you guys have known my whole life. I've always been doing crazy stuff. I've always been out there. I've always been wanting to do more. I've always loved fashion. I've always loved, I have like 6 million passions, right? I will always work. I love working. I, on Sunday, when everyone's like, oh, I like to take the day off of my family. I don't, I love, there's nothing more that I like than working. I like the challenge. 
I like um, I like proving people wrong. I like doing new things. I like failing at those new. I mean, I I don't like failing, but like it's part of the process, and I like the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a new business partner in the last uh, two years who's really brought me back to like it's okay to fail. It's okay to try new things, and I. I've uh, I got a lot of uh, slack on it and beef on it from like people I know that are already successful and it's been one of the most liberating experiences of my life. So I don't have that whole like I need to build wealth so I can you know retire and travel the world. Like I already know I'm going to work the rest of my life. Like I'm going to die working. Like you know, that's it's what funny. I like. like someone someone said to me the other day like what's your hobby? And I think you're probably the same way. And I didn't really have an answer. Like my hobby I think is just business or seeing starting something and watching it succeed right like it's almost fun i mean like if you have hobbies like what in our age like what the fuck's wrong with you you know like it's it's i got lots of problems my (laughs) hobby is like yeah my hobby is watching people that we work with like quadruple income you know we've got guys here that like we're making nothing a year or two ago and they're making quarter million dollars now like that's what gets me going. That's like what turns yeah, me that's, on. That's serious money. And in your world, that's like, you know, being a real estate agent, you kind of get what you put in, right? It's oh, not, 100%, 100%. Not Anyone can make it, dude. Anyone can make it in any of these businesses. It's just like, are you going to put the time in? Are you going to learn? Are you going to like humble yourself? Are you going to like play the game? Are you going to do this? Are you going to, and everyone says they're going to, but they're not willing to. And you got, it, it's sacrifice, bringing it back to the family, man. Like you don't get both. All those things you're going to do, like they're going to play, they're going to pay a toll on your family life. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, but if you have, if you get somebody, when you marry somebody that like understands it and understands your goals and you talk about these things, like that's the key is like, you got to talk about this shit with your wife. You got to talk about this shit with your family. If you don't, then all this weird resentment happens and all this weird, like, natural um, conflict happens and affects your relationship. But if you over communicate every week, like it's just not going to happen. Your wife's an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, my wife's a boss bitch. Dude, I married a fucking, I'm a, I'm a chump compared to this chick. So. Oh, I think us three married up. No question. You definitely. Way above our for (laughs) sure. I feel like people have this idea that you either have to be like the nine to five dad who coaches all their sports teams, who, is you know available you know six hours after you're done with work and that's what makes you a good dad but you can still be a good dad by working 12 to 14 hours a day spending an hour of quality time with your kid and then maybe like you know half your day on the weekend like that that doesn't make you a bad dad you know what i mean i i think that there's like this misconception that like time spent does that make sense? Um, it does. I'd like to hear Cedric's response to that. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. can I just can I put one thing in though? It's because I, I love Cedric. He's one of my, he's like family to me. You're like family to me. I would argue though that it does make an impact not being there as that much. His dad was I know Cedric's dad and he was like a second dad to me was there in his life so much and I think that was such a pivotal point in Cedric's life. And I think what's kind of put him on this path now is unfortunately with his dad passing. Like his dad was always a go getter, but he also was put family first, at least in my eyes, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think some of Cedric fights with that. And that's why I would be, I would, I would argue that opinion. 
it's tough because when I was little, before I met Jason, I didn't even, I saw my dad once a week, right? He worked, he owned a big law firm, putting in the time. And then he got to a point when my brother was born where he's like, holy shit, I don't want to fuck up on Nicholas like I did Cedric. So he was there all the time for Jason and I. And like, I'm pretty sure like for us, I mean, he's probably our favorite human being to ever live because of that, right? I mean, uh, I don't have a bad word to say about my dad and he was a very successful guy. So so I he's think- like an example of someone who, who, like in the first category I was talking about and someone who maybe like worked really hard to maybe try to provide to not necessarily retire, but maybe like, yeah. So that's exactly what happened. So he worked, 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 sacrificed on his oldest children. And then was like, dude, I got a lot of money. I got a firm, like we're good. And then for my little brother, he was there all the time. He fell under the category of what his mentor, what mentors yeah. have been saying. Of, like my I wish dad I would have had two marriages. So like the first one went because of that, right? The second one almost went because of that. When I was, until I was 12 years old, 11 years old, I barely knew my dad, right? I had nannies and my mom and blah, blah, blah. However, I will say there's a difference between results and reasons, right? Like people say like, hey, I spend seven hours with my kid. Like that doesn't mean it's as good as the hour I'm going to spend, you know, like it's the same thing in business, right? Like, oh, I worked my butt off today. I've had business partners like, oh, I worked all night and did all this. Like, what would you do? You know what I mean? So it's like, if I can get one interrupted hour, I would say you could argue that's as good as four interrupted Distracted hours. hours. With uh, a, it's a it's a quality versus quantity type mentality. Yeah, and like there's something to be said, dude. Like money isn't everything, but it makes life a lot easier. You just want opportunities, Tito. Yeah. Like you just do. You want you want the opportunities. Like I had every opportunity in the world, and like I didn't take them all, but I took some, and like I turned out okay. Yeah. And like you could say, like I hear people arguing, well, they should get a job and they go to community college and blah blah. blah. Well, I want them to have the opportunity not to if they don't want to, right? Yeah. And then another thing is like, not everyone's built like me. Maybe my kid's not built like me. Maybe he's yeah. not willing to like go through the grind and start at the bottom and work his way up corporate America. And then, you know, start 52,000 businesses. And like, I mean, that's okay. That's the thing is like, your kid doesn't have to be like you. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's, I don't know. I, I mean, we, I struggle with this every day, right? Like how much is enough, right? Like I live in Newport beach on Peninsula Point. I think it's the 12th most extensive zip code in the country. Like, what's enough? I have the smallest house down there. Do I want a bigger house? Do I want to move to Lido? You could get, a, you could get a vacation home in Sun Valley, Idaho. I mean, yeah, could- I mean, I'm looking at Park City right now. It's fascinating, though. I think just having us three sit here, seeing the three, like, we're all pretty similar when we were young. And I think we still have some of the same motives and same passions, but it's like, it's funny because I'm really on the opposite spectrum of Cedric. Like, like I, I, I make really good money. I do, I do well. Um, but I've also, I think my life is, and again, it's through the trials and tribulations that I went through that for me, like memories, having, you know, love, compassion, those types of things are, are really what's, what's close to my heart. I see myself, I definitely don't want to work for my rest of my life. I can tell you that, but I, I, I see myself into my fifties, sixties, you know, doing stuff and I'll probably always do investments um kind of fall under what my dad does um where he still kind of works but he doesn't work like because i can see cedric doing what he's doing for a long time and um it's it's just funny to see where all three of us are at now you know from 20 years ago 
And there is, there's, it said it broke it down really well. And I, I wouldn't have, cause I asked him kind of like, well, this is kind of opposite of what you were brought up as based on like what your dad was saying, but he's very true. Like it's, it's work smarter, not, you know, it's, it's working smarter, not harder. Uh, it's putting in the quality time, you know, really spending an hour of, you know, being fully present in the moment uh, is probably better than a lot of people's three or four hours, you know, when they're distracted when they're not there. And I can, and I can agree with that. And it sounds like that's the maturity, the compartmentalizing, being able to put things together and have it come to fruition. Um, but for me, I'm just taking away and us three catching up. It's just in town where you're at with what you're wanting to do and kind of, kind of that business mindset and always wanting to work and doing the stuff you're doing. It's, it's just funny to see how all three of us kind of were in the same spot and how we've kind of bonged out in different areas, which I wouldn't, you know, I, which I didn't really think would have happened. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to say this, the thing that's helped my marriage and family the most is designating times. So like we have like a Thursday, every Thursday, I mean, I think Thursday is Christmas Eve. So this, we might take one off, but every Thursday we have date night. Right. So like every Thursday, I know I'm going to, I try to get two in a week, it's super hard to get two in a week, <clears throat> but, um, the date nights really help my marriage. And then like, I try to spend at least half the day on Sunday with both my wife and kid. And we go on like a walk and then we like cook breakfast and like, I mean, I don't know if you guys know me, but like setting cooking breakfast. So like, that's a big deal for us and the efforts there. And like, I might burn the eggs, but like at least the efforts there. And that's really helped my marriage a lot. And I think my marriage is probably, I mean, I got another kid due in March. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. And I think that's probably been the biggest thing for me. You know what I mean? And then, um, I got to tell you, man, like the financial stress, like I'm not really having it, like makes a big difference. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but oh, being able to hire a nanny or go on dates with a nanny. Go on dates with your, a nanny, huh? No, like we, we, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, like being able to go to Cabo, like last minute, like that helps your marriage. Like people are, oh, it doesn't matter. Like it really does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you watch The Bachelor, there's something to it. There, you know, there's something to these people going all over these crazy places and having these crazy. That's, that's why they fall. That's why in The Bachelor, my wife is obsessed with that show. Yeah. They fall in love because they're taking private helicopter rides. 100%. I fall in love. When they get back to real life and they're like living in a freaking one bedroom apartment, they're like, dude, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. I think COVID too, like made us all think a little different because we spent a lot more times with our families than we used to. And like, I think a lot of us were like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's, it's very interesting. Like there's no secret. I've read a lot of books. I will say sleep training is the most important thing I've ever done. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? I don't know. Between like six and eight. What about you, Jason? uh six to eight but i think it's it's interesting that you bring that up though because cedric's saying though again going back to i feel like for somebody that was kind of always like moving is very structured now and structure creates safety which also creates consistency which also creates success and so i think that's what i'm hearing from him being a a, a business entrepreneur to being a father and it, it's really important you talk about the times like he's saying he's allocating for his wife allocating for you know his his son uh, and being able to have that freedom, it does, it does alleviate, you know, don't get me wrong, like financial freedom is, is a huge success. And a lot of my struggles came from when I was financially insecure, but I think I'm also in a totally different headspace because I have 
I've done the work and I'm in a really good place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. And uh, it's cool though, to see where you're at with this now, because I, I you know, I'm, I'm proud of you said, it's cool to see because you've had a lot of ups and downs. I'll never forget. He still doesn't think, he still doesn't think this happened, but I swear to God, he came in with socks and sandals in my parents' house, like 15 years ago. And he moved back from Sacramento 10 years ago. Eight years, eight years ago. Nine, 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 eight, three, what was the eight three one area cup? Yeah, but he came in and he's like, "Bro, I lost. I, I I quit my job. I broke up with my girlfriend. I have no idea what I'm doing, and here we are today." So I think if you're out there and you're a dad that's you know that's lost, I mean, through hard work and dedication, it can come to fruition. And you know, and prioritizing. I was gonna. My question to you is, I was like, "How does Ann feel about all this?" But you've answered all the questions around it, and you guys have really created communication. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, she doesn't. I think sometimes she would like it if I went back to corporate and had a nine to five. I sure. do think that it, I don't care who you are, it puts a stress on your marriage. And, and you know, sometimes I have these crazy ideas like, oh, we're going to start a software uh, marketing company. She looks at me, she's like, nah. You know what I mean? Like every once in a while, she'll throw in that hammer. And I'll be like, yeah, you're probably right. Because yeah. like, you know, like someone pitches a good idea and we're all like, let's go. And like, that's part of the personality though. You know what I mean? Like, and she yeah. grounds me on that. Um, I will say what Jason's talking about. I've been at like, I don't want to say rock bottom, but I've, I've had nothing in my pocket twice since I started my career, like almost literally twice where it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have to like downgrade, move out of my house. I don't know if I'm going to have to, um, you know, move in with my mom. I don't know if I'm going to have, what I'm going to have to do. And one was when I came back from Sacramento, I had taken a job with a clothing company, but like, it took us like five months to negotiate it. And I burnt through all the money I'd made in Sacramento. And like, I didn't really want to get into clothing. And then um, when my first kid was born, most people don't know this. I took like, I didn't know what to do. And I took a shitload of time off and I had all these partnerships with different banks and things for, real estate for leads. And uh, because I took that time off, I lost, I literally lost all those partnerships. And it took me like six to eight months to like start going again. And my bank account went down to like, whoa, like, I remember thinking like, if I don't figure this in, out in three months, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to start making calls and go get a job. Yeah. And like, no one wants to talk about that shit, but like every entrepreneur goes, goes through that shit right and uh it like what's gonna happen the thing is like even if you have a family everyone's so scared about this like what's gonna happen you're gonna have to call your friends and sleep on their couch for a month like oh you know what i mean it's more the ego it's more like people are too scared sure. uh what other people think like my mom has a house i can always sleep at my mom's house like i'm not gonna go homeless like there's other people out there that are like literally what am i gonna eat how am i gonna survive and we are all concerned about like Oh yeah. What, what, what is my friend? What did, you know, what is Jason going to think? What is Talon going to think when like That's I lost true. my house, That's you know, true. who gives a fuck? It doesn't take that long to make it back. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just have to put in the time. Like what I'm kind of getting from this conversation is like, it's not about how much time you spend on your businesses. It's the quality of time spent on your businesses. And, and I think the same goes for, for parenting, right? It's not about spending four hours a day or five hours a day with your kid. It's about that hour, hour and a half or whatever you, you are giving yourself to spend with them. You're spending quality time. Oh, man. You know, I, I would leave it as your guest. 
with two things. One is if you are living for weekends, you should reassess your life. Um, and like, I don't, people can do whatever. If they want to be a gas station attendant or they want to be Elon Musk or they want to be something in between, that's great. I don't think everyone should be a business owner. I don't think it's for everyone. But I think if you're not waking up every day and every day kind of feels like, oh, you know, like I'm excited to do whatever I'm going to do. Everyone I know that lives for weekends is miserable. Um, that's a big thing. And then um, read this book. It's called, and I'm not a big book guy, but it's called The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. And don't take it literally. Don't think like, oh, I can work four hours. That's not what the point of the book is. But like it, yeah, after you read that book, you start to assess like, do I really need to do this today? Like, do I really like, what are the four things I should do today that like are going to make my day productive or make my family time productive? Or like we get wrapped up in like meetings, right? Everyone wants to like have meetings and like, are they necessary? I don't know. Because like every time I leave, the business goes on with or without me, I've noticed. <laughs> and I come back two days later, I'm like, oh, well, no one at the office really needed Cedric, but like they do. It's just like people figure it out, right? So I think you just got to be happy, man. I think that, I think happiness is, is the key to all of this. And whatever you're doing, like if you're happy and you don't make a lot of money, that's great. If you're happy and you make a lot of money, that's great. If you're, if, if you're pursuing something, the struggle or the journey to get there, I guarantee it's the best part. Once you get the payday, like it goes away in like a day, you know, it's kind of like when you buy the new car or purse or whatever it is, like two days later, it's like, uh, yeah, what's the next one? You know what I mean? Like if you don't enjoy the struggle, you're missing out. And like all the time, like my wife, my other business partner, they always tell me like, you got to enjoy the struggle, man. You all, you never celebrate the wins. We sold three houses today. You didn't do anything. Like you got to celebrate that stuff. And like, I battle with it every single day. But if you can figure that out, I think that's the key to being happy. And that if you're happy, your wife's going to be happy. If your wife's happy and you're happy, your kid's going to be happy. You know what I mean? It just like being happy, like Jason's one of the happiest human beings on the planet earth. It's so infectious. And I think that's why everyone likes this guy because he smiles all the time. He's so happy. And I remember when I was in high school and younger, like I used to smile all the time. I was like the smiley kid and somewhere in between then, like I lost that maybe it was my dad dying or whatever it is. But like, I always remind myself, like, be happy. Look at Jason. He's happy. He's fucking halfway in jail or whatever it is. And he's still happy. You know what I mean? And I'm complaining because I lost a client. Like it, it's all relative, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, just be happy, read that, that book. <laughs>